welcome to Linda's Corner. My name is Linda Bjork. Learning to love and accept yourself is the foundation of building confidence and self-esteem. Today, we're going to share some ways to help make that happen. If you have ever struggled with the idea of liking yourself, loving yourself, and accepting yourself, I get it. I understand how that feels. I spent the majority of my life believing that I was unworthy and undeserving of love. I knew that there was love in the world, but I thought it was only for those who were worthy of that love, and I simply wasn't one of those lucky enough to have fate smile upon them. Why did I believe this? Mostly, it was because of events that took place in my early years that I interpreted and misinterpreted. I was six years old when I made the conclusion that I wasn't worthy and deserving of love. And that belief system would remain with me and define my world for the next 40 years. So how did this belief system affect me? Well, my self-esteem was pretty near zero. It's interesting that after deciding that I wasn't good enough, no amount of success or accomplishment could convince my mind that I was enough. The decision had already been made, period. It didn't matter that I performed at Disneyland with my choir or performed on stage in dance performances and in musicals. It didn't matter that I received trophies for debate competitions. It didn't matter that I graduated at the top of my class and spoke at graduation. It didn't matter that I received a four-year full tuition scholarship. It didn't matter that I graduated from college with honors. It didn't matter that I served in community and church leadership positions. It didn't matter that I had a wonderful husband and raised a beautiful family. It didn't matter what I did because I had already decided that I wasn't good enough when I was six years old. And that belief system remained solidly in place. Now, I wasn't consciously aware of what I was doing or even where those feelings were coming from, but those underlying beliefs ruled my world. So from my experience, I'm going to share an observation. If you are feeling frustrated that no matter what you do and no matter how hard you try, you still feel that you are not good enough, Those feelings are coming from inside of you. That idea is coming from inside of you. It is an idea that you believe to be true. And subconsciously, you defend and protect that idea, regardless of the outside circumstances. In this situation, We're typically waiting for something to change from the outside. For example, once I'm accepted by the cool kids, or once I look like a Disney princess, 
or I drive this certain kind of car, or I wear these kinds of clothes, or I make enough money, or whatever, then we assume that things will change and I'll feel good enough. But the reality is that simply isn't true. We're hoping and assuming that things will change from the outside in, but it doesn't actually work that way. Things change from the inside out. So if you're struggling with feelings that you're not good enough, the thing that needs to change is on the inside. It is how you feel about yourself. There are many things that we can do to feel better about ourselves. Some people work on improving the way that they eat because the way that we feel physically greatly affects the way that we feel mentally and emotionally. Some people exercise or do meditation or say positive affirmations, and all of these things are wonderful. In fact, on the Hope for Healing website, we have lists of activities that can help increase feelings of happiness and feeling good. One thing that I would recommend in addition to those things that help us feel good for a little while is to try to find the source of why you keep feeling that way. Where did it come from in the first place? To understand why that would be important, think of a tree that is producing fruit. But in this case, it's yucky fruit. The fruit is feeling like you're not good enough, that you're stupid or unlovable or unattractive or whatever. We can pick that fruit off and throw it away but the tree will just grow more fruit. We can get rid of it, but it will come back. But if we can get to the root of the problem and kill it at the source, then it won't keep producing that yucky fruit. Usually, the root to our belief systems start from events that happened in our childhood. Finding the root can be challenging. In my case, since I had years of experiencing feelings like I was not good enough and unworthy of love, I had plenty of evidence that I had gathered over the years that proved, in my mind, that I wasn't good enough. I thought that I believed it because it was true. I didn't even know that there was a root to the problem. One way to find the root is through journaling. You can take a piece of paper and a pen. At the top of the piece of paper, write, I feel blank, and then write what it is you're feeling, because. In my case, I might start with, I feel like I'm not good enough because. And then you just write whatever comes to mind. When you can't think of anything else to write, lift the pen and thank yourself. Thank you for finding that. Now, let's dig a little deeper, and then put the pen back to the paper and begin writing whatever comes to your mind again. For me, it took several attempts before I realized that I felt like I wasn't lovable or worthy of love and belonging. I didn't think of it in those terms until I dug a little deeper. My initial thought was just, I'm not good enough, I'm stupid, I'm a failure, I'm a whatever but it took some digging before I realized that it was because I felt like I was not lovable. 
But that still wasn't the root of the problem because I didn't know why I felt like I wasn't lovable or worthy of love and belonging. So I had to keep journaling by writing it like this. I feel unlovable and unworthy of love because... And then start writing. Eventually, I found an event from when I was six years old that at that time rocked my world. The event may seem small to someone else, but for me, that was the seed that grew into lifelong feelings of not being lovable or good enough. You may find one seed or a whole garden full of seeds that need to be addressed. I know I've found several for myself. After you've found the reason, then the next step is to look at it from a meta perspective. Meta means to look at something from a bigger perspective, like you're looking at it from the outside. For me, when I recall the events from when I was six, if I were to try to remember it from the inside, from the perspective of a confused little girl, my only explanation was that I must be inherently flawed. There was something wrong with me that made me unlovable and unworthy of love and belonging. However, to look at it from a meta perspective, from the outside, as if I were watching these events happen to another little girl, would I come to the conclusion that this child was unlovable and unworthy of love and belonging? No, of course not. Whatever happened actually wasn't her fault. It had nothing to do with her. I had misinterpreted what was going on and blamed myself. Children often blame themselves for things like abuse or their parents' divorce or just circumstances that they don't understand. They're just trying to make sense out of what is going on. But by looking at it from a meta perspective, I realized that my reasons for deciding that I was unworthy and undeserving of love were not valid. The root of my belief system was actually just a misunderstanding. However, just knowing the truth was not enough to change a lifetime of habits and beliefs. I was like a recovering addict who wanted to keep going back to what was familiar. It may seem strange, the idea of wanting to go back, but there is a feeling of safety in familiarity. The unknown can be scary. And besides, remember that by the time I figured out that the root wasn't actually true, I had years of other experiences that also showed that I wasn't good enough. It was no longer about a single event. It became a lifetime of events, thoughts, beliefs, feelings, and habits. I needed additional tools to retrain my mind and create new patterns of thoughts, beliefs, feelings, and habits. I'm going to share three tools that can help create these new positive patterns. The first tool I'm going to share is simply to share the truth about the value of a human soul. How is self-worth determined? 
Many of us use external factors like wealth, status, accomplishments, popularity, or other people's opinions to determine whether or not we have value and whether or not we are lovable or likable. However, the truth is that the value of a human soul is intrinsic. Intrinsic means belonging to a thing by its very nature. It comes from the Latin word intrinsicus, which means interior or inner. Some synonyms for intrinsic include inherent, innate, inborn, natural, built-in, inseparable, permanent, indelible, ineradicable, integral, and fundamental. Let me repeat. The value of a human soul is intrinsic. It comes from the inside. You have infinite worth simply because you exist. It is your birthright. It doesn't need to be earned or verified from some outside source. It is completely independent of any external factors. Deep down inside, you already know that that is true. There are a few moments in the lifespan of a person that we reflexively respond to that knowledge. One is when a baby is born. The love that parents feel for their infant child is beyond their ability to express. Does that baby have value and worth? Oh, yes. Is that baby lovable and likable? Oh, yes, definitely. So what did the baby do to earn that worth and that lovability? The answer is absolutely nothing. They possess those qualities simply by existing. Do those qualities of worth and lovability diminish over time? The answer is no. Another moment in time when we are reminded of the intrinsic value of a human soul is when a life is taken and we mourn the loss of someone that we care about. Each life has intrinsic value. Our worth and value are inborn, natural, built-in, inseparable, and permanent. We have intrinsic value. That's a fact. But just because something is true doesn't mean that we believe it. Even though we have inherent worth and lovability as our birthright, we may have been told so many times by others, or even by ourselves, that we're worthless, or that we have to do something to earn and prove our value and lovability that we believe it. And in this case, what we believe is more important than what is actually true. Researcher Brene Brown came to a similar conclusion after her six-year study on what causes shame. She wanted to know why some people enjoy love and belonging, while others are always wondering if they're good enough. She found that it all comes down to one single variable a person's belief of whether 
or not they're worthy. The other two tools that I'm going to share are designed to help us believe the truth that we already have value and that we are worthy of love and belonging. One way to begin to believe the truth that you have value and are worthy of love and belonging is through the power of repetition. We can create positive statements about ourselves and repeat them over and over to create a new, healthier, positive belief system. Research shows that if you hear something enough times, you begin to believe it. We are more likely to believe things that we hear over and over again just because we heard it over and over again, and it doesn't actually matter if it's true or not. We believe things because they are familiar. Scientists call this phenomenon the mere exposure effect, and it's baffling because it has nothing to do with truth, reason, or logic. This is one reason why it's so dangerous to have circulating thoughts and statements like, I'm not good enough, or I don't fit in. If you repeat those thoughts and those statements often enough, you begin to believe them, even when they're not true. Furthermore, a child who has been told over and over again that they can't do something, or that they're stupid, or worthless, or not safe, or not good enough, will accept these familiar sayings as true. The flip side of the coin is that once we believe something, whether or not it's true, our subconscious will fight to protect those beliefs by rejecting anything that is unfamiliar or contradicts what we already believe. Sadly, that means that the child who has grown up with the belief that they're stupid or worthless or not safe or not good enough will then fight to defend and support those beliefs their whole life. That is, unless they go through the conscious effort to change those beliefs. When thoughts and feelings are repeated over and over, they become familiar, and we believe them to be the only possible truth. It may seem ironic, but a person may subconsciously believe that feelings of worthlessness, unworthiness, invisibility, or rejection are more safe than feelings of being loved, valued, accepted, and appreciated, because those thoughts and feelings are unfamiliar, and therefore dangerous. People often subconsciously fight to hold on to those hurtful thoughts and beliefs. They reject thoughts about happiness, positivity, hopefulness, confidence, worthiness, success, or peace, because they contradict what their minds already believe to be true. The mere exposure effect makes it difficult to feel confident and worthy when you're stuck in a pattern of feeling worthless and unlovable. However, there is a difference between difficult and impossible. If a thought keeps running through your mind like, I'm not good enough, replace it with another opposite and positive statement, such as, I am worthy and deserving of being loved, valued, and appreciated. I am loved, valued, and appreciated. I 
am good enough. And repeat that over and over again. There's a lot of truth taught in the children's book, The Little Engine That Could, by Waddy Piper. Repeating, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, or whatever positive mantra is applicable, really does make a difference. It won't be easy, however. When you say positive things, your subconscious may tell you that they're lies. Studies show that once we believe something, we instinctively defend and protect it without even being aware of it. But if we keep at it relentlessly and consistently, that power of repetition can retrain our brains to accept the good things, the positive things, as being true. Another tool that can help you begin to believe in the truth of your own inherent value is called an I am poster. An I am poster is simply a picture with an outline of a person that is filled with positive words like lovable, kind, articulate, healthy, smart, worthy, calm, happy, loved, valued, appreciated, inspired, brave, safe, authentic, beautiful, strong, skilled, confident, joyful, positive, successful, and so on. You can easily create your own I am poster. And we also have several different options that you can download for free on the Hope for Healing website at hopeforhealingfoundation.org. An I am poster helps reawaken the truth that our value is intrinsic. Our value comes from the inside rather than external sources like appearance, wealth, or popularity. To use an I am poster, simply spend two minutes each morning and again each evening looking at it and reading it while listening to inspiring instrumental music. The combination of visual images and words in an I am poster helps to engage both hemispheres of the brain and facilitates improvements in reprogramming our patterns of thinking. By adding background music, it takes it to a whole new level. Choose background music like the orchestral film music played in the background of your favorite movie. This music is commonly known as epic music. Just do a quick search on YouTube and you'll have numerous playlist choices available in an instant. The soothing power of music is well established. Different kinds of music can help produce different kinds of emotions, and we can use that to our advantage as well. Some music lets you know that the hero is about to do something brave and amazing. Other kinds of music let you know that everything is peaceful and is going to turn out okay. Either of these might be just what you need. Perhaps you need a boost of confidence and power. Or perhaps you're in the need of a calming reassurance that these new ideas are safe and that everything is going to be okay. I hope that you have found these ideas to be useful. Remember that learning to love and accept yourself is the foundation of building confidence and self-esteem. There are things that we can do 
to help make this happen. You have intrinsic value. You are good enough. The next trick is simply to help you believe it. In closing, I'd like to share a quote by Lacey Ramberger. She says, At the end of the day, darling, you are enough. You always have been. It may have taken you a while to see that and to finally reach this place, but you have always been enough. If you would like more tools to help increase confidence, happiness, and peace in your life, I invite you to visit the Hope for Healing website at hopeforhealingfoundation.org. See you next time on Linda's Corner.